Hello, my name is John, and I will be the host of this season of Wordplay, the Winthrop University Writing Center's official podcast, where we discuss everything writing-related, from academic writing to creative writing and beyond. If you like this podcast, come back for more. We will be posting on specified Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you have a request of content you'd like to hear about, or if you just like our content, consider reaching out to our Instagram page, at Winthrop underscore WC. We hope you enjoy the following podcast material. All right, welcome back to the second episode of Wordplay. Uh, if you haven't already, consider following this podcast and reaching out to our Instagram page at Winthrop underscore WC. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about exams because midterms are coming up soon. And we're going to be talking about exams and how to how to prepare for exams and how to take essay exams more specifically. Uh, today, I'm joined by Wyatt Smith, who is a tutor in the Writing Center. Introduce yourself. Uh, hello, my name is Wyatt Smith. You know, <laughs> I, uh, I'm a tutor here at the Winthrop Writing Center, and I study Spanish, study English, and I just try to get a feel for general uh, studious essays. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. So, Wyatt and I were actually talking earlier, and um, we had a student come in. And they actually wanted to work on a grocery shopping list. Yes. Yes. So, spoiler alert, I was that student. <laughs> you sure were. Yep. Uh, we, I was trying to embrace a little anonymity, but it's okay. Oh, I'm sorry. You no, know. It's, it's absolutely okay. Why? Okay, sweet. I just, wanted to, I just wanted to let people know that, hey, budgeting for a shopping list is technically writing. It is. And if you want to come in here and talk about it, we can help you. We will we will help with literally anything that you can can ask for as long as it's like writing based or, right. or presentation just any kind of communication really. yeah yes absolutely and so you came in and so uh, as that's just an example for anyone who's listening to this podcast you can literally bring anything into the writing center and we'll do our best to help but uh, enough about that I've pitched enough for for one episode so we're we're gonna <laughs> yeah. jump into the actual topic so why you. How do you go about taking exams in general? So, of course, study. Um, yeah. But one of the big things for me is that, like, I never really leave anything blank. So if there are, in the case of, like, multiple choice essays, you know, A, B, C, or D, or whatever, you know, I never leave something blank. I always circle something because even if I don't know the answer, I want to have something down so that I have a 25% chance of getting something right. Right. Um. And then when it comes down to, like, studying for stuff, mm -hmm. I usually go by what the teacher wants us to study. Right, right. I mean, those are, those are absolutely great tips. I mean, everyone should be doing that. Mm. But uh, what, if, what if, you know, you just said you, you, you want to study what your teacher says to study, but what if your teacher doesn't give out, like, a study guide or isn't very clear with what you should study? So if it's not clear, what I usually do is I go over – I go back over like the schedule in our in our syllabus, and if we have covered it during the semester, I try to study it. Oh, yeah. um, I don't go into like very huge detail um, because let's be honest, it's kind of impossible to study every little thing that's in a chapter. But if you're talking about science and evolution is a big part of that, um, and you've talked about evolution a lot, and you're in a particular unit, you want to know the basics of evolution, right? 
So yeah, that's actually you, you brought up sil- uh, a syllabus, and that's that's something I didn't really think about until you just brought it up. Um, a lot of syllabus, if not every syllabus, actually has the goals of the class listed, and more often than not, those goals are pretty specific as to what you might learn. And I think precisely that could be yeah, it could be super helpful. Just looking at the goals of the class. Also, you, you mentioned schedules along with the syllabus, and um, from my experience, any schedules that a teacher gives. Major assignments are usually bolded, you know, italicized, that kind of stuff. And usually, whenever you're talking about anything in writing, anything that's bolded, underlined, italicized, those are important, like, big picture things. So those could be really good things to focus on. Yeah, and that's another thing I really recommend focusing on, especially, like, with the, with like the more, the less reading-intensive classes, or let me rephrase, the less writing-intensive classes where you have to focus on formulas and terms, like Spanish. Um, a lot of times you'll have vocab that's in or vocabulary that is in bold letters or underlined letters, and that is going to be important. Yeah, that's absolutely a good point. Good point. So it sounds like you you focus a lot on what the teacher tells you to write, and if if they don't tell or not write, but tells you to study, and if mm-hmm. they don't tell you anything to study, check out the syllabus and everything. Um, what what do you think about taking notes throughout the semester in class? So I think. As myself, personally, I'm an auditory learner, so I don't really take notes. I tend to listen to what the teacher is saying, and I tend to look at the schedule, Mm -hmm. and kind of I learn from that. Um, So for an auditory learner, I don't necessarily recommend taking notes, but if you are a a visual learner, like my roommate and some of my my friends back home, uh, I definitely recommend taking notes Mm -hmm. because writing it down is really what's going to help put that in your brain. Yeah. And I think there, there is something to be said here about the difference between handwriting your notes and then typing. Yes. Um, for like, it may be different for you, but Mm -hmm. whenever I type notes, unless like the professor is talking like a mile a minute, uh, it's better to write notes. Absolutely. Because there've been many times where I've typed up notes and then gone to take a test didn't remember a word of what I typed. Yeah. And there's, I mean, I've heard it a million times. Teachers say there are studies out here that say, and I, I don't have a, a works cited page that I'm going to tell you the source of this information. <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, if, a, if someone with a PhD says it, it, it might be true. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very true. It's yeah. Very so, true. so handwriting notes is supposed to be statistically supported in the amount of information you actually retain. Mm. So, um, and you mentioned it's 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 uh, what you, you consider it to be more of a visual thing. I consider it it could be visual and tactile. You are engaging yourself in some kind of physical activity to remember it as well. That's a very good point. And as a as a whole, you know, we often associate you know writing down notes with like visual, but it's more of a action. You know, you can listen and not necessarily be invested. That's not a proper way to say it but like but like you're listening but like you can be doing other things while you're listening absolutely yeah. you know a lot of times people will be listening to podcasts like mm-hmm. this podcast while they're doing their homework or mm-hmm. something um so but like if you're writing something you can't write two things at once unless you're ambidextrous right and that's not common it's true um another another thing that i've uh, that i've heard and i actually gave a presentation to an incoming class of freshmen over the summer and we were, I was, I was given a presentation on how to study um, effectively. And one of the tips that uh, I gave was um, doing something while you're in class or doing something while you're studying, doing something while you're taking notes. It could be something as simple as like tapping your leg or your foot uh, repeatedly while mm-hmm. you're doing it, or even chewing a specific flavor of gum 
while you're studying and then repeating that process while you're actually taking the exam. It could, it, it, it's been shown statistically to, to be able to help you recollect that information. And I second that. I definitely recommend doing that, mm-hmm. um, especially with subjects that you're not well-versed in. Mm-hmm. Like I myself am not really good at math. So anytime I have a math class or science, um, I tend to, like you said, chew gum and make sure that I have the same flavor of gum mm-hmm. when I'm taking that exam. Yeah. And it's not specific to just those two. Those are just two examples. There's yeah. tons of things that you could do. Um, well, we're talking about like how you can study for exams and what the process is. But but thinking about those kinds of things from my experience and from what I've heard others say um, could lead to a lot of stress and worrying about the outcome of that exam. So yeah. do, you, do you think you should stress about exams? So yes and no. Um, I definitely think that if you don't stress about it, it's going to go poorly because you do need to like apply yourself and stress helps you apply yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you're only stressing about it and you're thinking about how you're going to fail or you're thinking about how it's too difficult, you are going to do much worse than if you came in and planned to do, to just try and work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. So it sounds, it sounds like it's not so much about stressing about it. It's more about how you manage the stress. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I myself have anxiety, so I'm stressed all the time, right? Like all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but you know, I tend to like really try to apply myself on focusing how to do, focusing on how to do what I'm studying for or doing the most efficiently. Right. Um, so if I sat down and I said, okay, I'm going to fail, then nine times out of 10, I'm going to fail because right. I'm focusing only on that. Mm-hmm. But if I'm focusing, okay, what can I learn and what can I know that I can definitely nail down before this exam, right. then I'm going to at least have that done, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and you're, you're, you're talking about how to redirect yourself and handling the stress to, to be more of a motivating force rather than a hindering one. And I, I understand that that seems kind of oversimplified. And I, I would encourage anyone that has these kinds of problems, that stresses about these kinds of things or, or has anxiety about these kinds of things, like talk to someone who you think can genuinely help. Oh, Even yeah. if it's just talking to a friend, talking, maybe going and seeking out like some kind of expert advice. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I, I definitely recommend, you know, Crawford services. Um, mm-hmm. I think we have another counseling service somewhere on campus, mm-hmm. but I know Crawford is one of them. And if you're not comfortable with doing something on campus, I definitely recommend going and seeing like off campus help as well. Um, but yeah, never feel ashamed of like being stressed about something. Cause that right. is something that we all experience. Right. But yeah, it's, it's very much um, power of mind. It sounds like. Yeah. Well, let's transition away from just uh, exams in general and focus more about essay exams because here in the Writing Center, we write a lot. It's and, very um, true. Most of us are English majors, so I would say a lot of us take more essay exams than the average than the average Winthrop student. So you personally, Wyatt, how many exams do you think you've, you've – essay exams do you think you've taken? Like total or like per semester? Uh, I would say – I would say just give me both answers. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So per semester, probably one or two. Okay. Um, but probably total maybe eight to nine in oh, my okay. time here. I'm a junior, so mm-hmm. um, 
a lot of as as English majors, we do write a lot, but at the same time, a lot of our final exams tend to be like final projects, and they're not necessarily in classes. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of them have been HMXP, CRTW, um, maybe writing one hundred and one. I don't remember, right. but a lot of a lot of them, but not all of them. Right, I understand. I understand. Mm. So so. Um, let's go ahead and address what might be considered a stereotype um, of the total number of essay exams that you've taken. How many of them have not been in English classes? Oh, at least half. At least half. What mm-hmm. other What other classes? Um, Spanish. Spanish. Spanish is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times at the end of Spanish or at the end of a Spanish exam, you will have like it won't be a long essay question, especially in the lower levels of Spanish, but like you'll have you know, write a paragraph or two about this or talk about your day or whatever. Um, I've had one in history or economics or whatever they call it now. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But, um, but there's a pretty diverse range, but I would say the most, most of them have been English. Okay. That's, that's a fair point that you, yeah, that a lot of them are English, but other um, disciplines also, like to give essay questions because an essay related question gauges the level of understanding that you have of a particular yes. topic. So um, I could definitely see where science uh, more, more technical fields would ask mm, you to have uh, or ask you for an essay type response. So we talked about how you might prepare and study for a regular, maybe multiple choice type exam. Um, how would you, how would you prepare yourself for an essay exam? So, I tend to look at the big things that we've covered in the Mm -hmm. year. So if it's a midterm exam, everything that you've covered up until the midterm exam or final exam, depending on which one you're taking. But um, I tend to look at like the big concepts. So maybe if you're taking an English class, you're going to be talking about different criticisms. So maybe you'll have something to do with criticisms on an English exam. Mm -hmm. Um, so I study the big concept and then I try to narrow down like specific details of that. Um, if, cause essay questions tend to be random. Right. And so it's pretty rare that a professor is going to tell you what the essay question is going to be. That's true. Sometimes it happens. And usually in those times, like they give you the materials to study anyway, mm-hmm. but most of the time you have to kind of, guess what the essay question is going to be, or you ha- you're expected to understand what you're going to write about beforehand. Right. So I definitely recommend going over and studying like kind of the big ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, so assuming the teacher gives you the prompt ahead of time, which doesn't happen often, but sometimes teachers um, like to give some kind of essay question that's super specific. And then they like, it, it's, it's asking a lot of the student mm-hmm. and sometimes, um, the amount of time you have to take an exam like that isn't a lot. Mm. So they might give it to you prior. So how would you, how would you go about handling that kind of prompt? One that you know a lot or that you have before the actual exam. So what I do is of course I read the prompt Mm -hmm. and I try my best to like understand what the prompt is asking of me. But if they give you, if they tell you in the prompt, what you're allowed to bring to the class, like let's say some, in the case of like CRTW, maybe they'll let you bring in a works cited page and like an outline so that you know what you're citing and what you're pulling from. Um, a lot of times I'll bring that in and have that prepared beforehand. A lot of times I will have given an, an in-depth like look at like the reading 
that I'm researching for this project or for this essay. And, you know, in the case of like things like Spanish, when we're given like our research materials, I'll look over that and I will, if I don't know specific words that are important, I'll look up the words. I'll make sure that I understand what I'm reading, you know, general stuff like that. Yeah. So it sounds like paying attention to the details and what it's actually asking for, like pretty, pretty paramount and actually uh, uh, achieving the goal of answering the question. Oh yeah. Which I feel like even, even in those um, uh, prompts where they don't give it to you prior, those are still important points. You know, like if you're reading this prompt and it says, I want you or not, I, it, you, you are to construct some kind of argument and you've got to do this, this, this. So in, in my experience, I know that whenever I first started taking essay exams, um, I struggled with staying on task Mm. with what the prompt actually wanted. I would find myself wanting to kind of like deviate and do my own thing, but I learned very quickly with those, (laughs) uh, not good enough grades that it's not about what you want to do. It's about what it's asking you to do yes. because each discipline has their own student learning outcomes. And so for English, it's um, things like being able to construct an argument about anything that you're asked to uh, being able to think things through uh, logically um, and also being able to think them through ethically. Like those are just the English a couple of English learning outcomes. So every discipline has their own learning outcomes. And these are in a small way assessing your ability to do that. And anytime you deviate from what it asks you to do, you're kind of, you're, you're failing to do this. Yeah. So an an extremely pivotal thing that you need to uh, focus on is specifically what it's asking you to do. Um, So those are how you take like longer essay exams but what about the uh, what about the short answer type essay questions? So short answers are also kind of similar. Like you still want to pay attention uh, to the material and stuff. But short answers tend to be a lot more random because, mm-hmm. as I said, you know, a lot of times, and by a lot, I mean not often <laughs> at all. Uh, <laughs> uh, sometimes professors will give you a prompt for like the larger essay questions, and they'll let you bring in research. They'll give you they'll let you read your source and have that all set up. Short answers aren't really like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Short answers tend to have like, maybe they'll have like a quote that you have to pick up. Like this is an English example, but you know, sometimes you'll have like a quote from a short story or a novel or whatever. And they'll ask you to, to write an essay about who wrote it, Mm -hmm. what the story is about, um, what the, what the context of the quote is, stuff like that. And you're just expected to know that. Mm -hmm. And I think for that, I think the best thing to do is study in a way where you can anticipate the Mm -hmm. questions. Right. So again, if you're in the case of science, if you're talking about evolution, you want to know the basics of evolution. You don't necessarily need to know everything about evolution because that's a big wide arching uh, topic, but it's, you need to know the basics. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the basis of a short answer is just knowing the basics. Yeah. A reoccurring thing that I'm picking up in this podcast that a lot of a lot of being able to take these kinds of uh, exams has a lot to do with preparation. Yes. Studying prior. And uh, I think if anyone listening to this podcast is having problems with doing that, come to the writing center. Oh heck yeah. Like, you know, we yeah, we help with essays and we help as we were joking earlier with grocery lists and budgeting (laughs) and stuff like that. But if you come in with a prompt 
for a final exam, we can help you brainstorm ideas. We can help you organize your research. We can help you with all sorts of things like that. Absolutely. And if, 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 if you don't even have a prompt, if you come in, you're like, I have no clue what I'm supposed to do. Like, how do I study for this type of exam? Honestly, if you just bring in a syllabus, we can do something with it. Yeah, we'll help you in, yeah. in any way that we can. Absolutely. And like, heck, if you're just stressed and you want someone to talk to, make an appointment with us. Yeah, absolutely. Now, getting getting back on with what... Uh, <laughs> with, with, Sorry. No, no, no. That was me. I, I, I derailed this, but let's, let's, let's get the train back on track. Anyways, so, so we talked about um, longer essay questions and then shorter answer, uh, short answer essay questions. But what about when you have a test that has both of them? What do you focus your attention on? So focus on what you think is going to take the most time. Okay. I wouldn't necessarily say focus on what's hardest because maybe something really difficult won't take that long time. Won't take a long time. Maybe you're just unfamiliar with the, with the material. But if you have an essay question, I recommend doing that for the short answer questions. Mm-hmm. And just like I would recommend doing the short answer questions before like multiple choice or like fill in the blank. Right. Because the thing going back to what I said about like fill uh, multiple choice, you know, even if you're not entirely sure what you're talking about when it comes to the multiple choice, you can still circle something or fill in the blank mm-hmm. and you have a chance to get it right. Yeah. With a, with the short answer and an essay question, you have to be like on point mm-hmm. or you have to like demonstrate a knowledge of the subject matter or you're not going to get the points. Right. Plus uh, we were talking about this earlier. Uh, the points that you earn for an essay question are going to outweigh of that one missed multiple choice question. Mm-hmm. So, um, so focusing on what, what matters. Yes. Well, not what matters more because all the questions matter, but which yeah. one, which <laughs> yeah. ones, which ones weighed more than others. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I definitely think so. Unless unless you're in a situation where you see the essay question and you're like, oh, that's easy. I've got that down pat, but I don't fully understand this. Mm-hmm. Always focus on what's going to take longer. Yeah. At least that's what I do. Yeah. Those are really good tips. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Um, so focusing on – so these are some key takeaway points. Focusing on the prompt that you're giving. Preparation beforehand is key. Yes. Um Handling your stress in a way that it's productive rather than a hindrance mm-hmm. um, and coming to the writing center. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, please come to us. Yes, please come to the writing center. Um, we will help you with whatever it is that you bring to us, um, even if it's not what is you know traditionally thought of to be brought to the writing yeah, center. Yeah, you we, don't have to be an English major to come to the writing you center. You do not. You feel, f- feel free to come to me or to other people who know Spanish as well because we will help with Spanish stuff too. Absolutely. Biology, we're not good. I'm uh, good with biology. He's good with biology. I didn't know this. Learn something yeah. new every day. Really? Yeah. Well, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> a lot of us, a lot of us tutors here in the writing center, we have our own specialties. Mm. Yours, Spanish. Mine, more of the uh, more technical yeah. side of writing is more science you know, science writing or just technical writing in general, like professional mm-hmm. writing, that kind of stuff. So we all have specialties. So there will be one of us that can help you. Oh, definitely. If not multiple of us that can help you. Oh, yeah. Um, and we have lots of creative writers. If you have creative pieces, mm-hmm. you know, we will legitimately help with anything that you have to offer us. Yes, and we're free. everyone. And we are free. We're, we're a free service that you get... Because you're a student here at Winthrop University. 
You can't beat that. Couldn't have said it better myself. You couldn't have. Yeah. I could have <laughs> tried, but I couldn't have. Well, Wyatt, thank you for being on the podcast today. Oh, it's an honor to be here. And uh, for anyone listening to this podcast, if you have any questions that you uh, that weren't addressed in this podcast, you can reach us at our Instagram page at Winthrop underscore WC, or you can uh, stop by the Writing Center and ask us in person. You can schedule an appointment in person or online, do whatever you have to do to ask us those questions and we'll do our best to answer them. Well, Wyatt, thank you. Thank you. For being on the podcast. Glad to be here. Um, our next podcast will be on the this following Wednesday. What's the date of the next Wednesday? Uh, next Wednesday is the 19th. Well, th- that's the that's the posting day of this podcast. So the oh, next one, the we'll next on one will be posted on the 26th. This this has, this this podcast, I was, yeah, Freudian slip. <laughs> this, this this podcast will be posted on the 19th, and our next podcast will be posted on the 26th. So stay tuned, and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks, guys. Thank you.